Okay, I've got a question. What is a social media ambassador, familial guilt, and a Christmas article have in common? Well, somehow, believe it or not, they are all key plot points in 2023's Christmas with a Kiss. We've got a lot to talk about, Jennifer. We sure do, Josh. We'll wrap it up on this episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Today, we are traveling to the town of Milton for their annual carnival. So buckle up. But first things first, why don't you do us a favor and travel to the review section on your favorite podcasting app and write us a five-star review. This really helps us climb the charts and grow our community. You can also connect with us on all of our social media channels, primarily Facebook, Instagram, a little bit on Twitter or whatever we call it these days. And you can find links to everything we've got out there on our website at doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. Listen, I refuse to call it anything but Twitter. I don't even <laughs> use it that much, but I'm not I'm calling you. it any other letter of the alphabet. I refuse. I'm with I mainly use it for news and weather events. <laughs> That's really where I shine on that bird site. Anyway. Fair enough. Yes. Let's get started. Here's the plot summary for Christmas with a Kiss. A woman returns home to help with her family's Christmas carnival and romance ignites. A photojournalist curates a surprise reunion. And I wrote, excuse me? <laughs> I think ChatGPT wrote this one. <laughs> what are we reuniting? Unclear. Unclear. Great. Well, let's get into it. Well, I need a palate cleanse after watching Ladies of the 80s. If you didn't listen to our recap of that, go find it or watch it and give it a spin because whew, that was a doozy. So we're back to Hallmark, our safe place. <laughs> and here we are. So we get an opening shot, a cute little graphic title sequence, and it's 11 days until Christmas. And we're in New York City and it's bustling. We see our leading lady, Mona, looking fabulous she looked so good her guy is running late to their second date and they say the first date was eight hours long now that's a work shift josh what's been your longest date would you say i was trying to think i think at best four or five hours i mean yikes eight hours they were obviously trying to give you the the sense that it went really well and mona's super excited and da, 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 da. could this be the mm -hmm. one mm. yeah so um, Mona's great-grandfather started a carnival in upstate New York, and she's going there soon, and she invites this guy, second date guy, for Christmas. He nervously chuckles, and she starts to backtrack. She's like, I mean, yeah, it's okay if you can. It's just, you know, it's just kind of an idea. Of and then he says, actually, I'm getting back together with my wife. What? <laughs> Spending time with Mona reminded him of how much he misses his wife. Okay. <laughs> And that's a wrap on the date. <laughs> what in the world? It was bonkers. Yep. Out of the gate. So back at the apartment, Mona's supportive friend comes over to cheer her up. Mona's worried she'll get the third degree from her family about being single, and she's almost 40. She's 32. That's not almost 40. Her mother and sister both found the loves of their lives at the magical Milton Christmas dance, so the pressure is on. 
back at her parents' house. We meet mom and dad, and they're kind of talking mysteriously to one another, and they say they need to tell the girls about the carnival. But they agree to not say anything until after the holidays. Dot, dot, dot. Ominous. Mm. All right. Jump to is nine days before Christmas. Mona's in town in Milton, and she's walking around in an amazing red peacoat. We love to see it. And she runs into Fletcher, who she dated in high school. They talk about how they haven't found the right person yet, and he asks her out, and he seems precious. Her At her parents' house, her sister is waiting on a reporter to arrive to do a piece on their town for its Christmas spirit, and he's going to feature their family because they host the carnival every year, and the reporter is staying in their guest house. I bet he'll be handsome because no one ever invites uggos to stay in their guest house in these movies. <laughs> Mother, Mona's brother-in-law is deployed, and so her nephews are FaceTiming him. Um, we see Fletcher texting, or call uh, he texted her, and immediately asks Mona to coffee in an hour. So she obliges and is like, gotta go, fam. I know I just got here, but I'm gonna go have coffee with the guy from high school. But right before she leaves, we meet Dez, the reporter, who arrives, and he is charming and handsome, of course. He says that he thinks uh, technology is deteriorating social interactions. Well, since Mona works in social media, I could see this being a problem, but she disagrees with him, scampers off, and goes on her coffee date. The flirting at the coffee date is good and strong, and then after, they, the family asks Mona to pick up Dez from the carnival because he was there taking pictures because her family is very heavy on Dez and Mona. They think this could be a really good match, and Mona's obviously not super into it. Dez says her job is not important, and he is not at all tactful to what you said earlier about his dislike of technology and all this sort of stuff. And it was very like, that was not not at all a kind thing to say, let alone to someone that you might potentially have a little bit of a budding romantic interest in. Right. They do this little walk and talk through town. And we learn he was a military kid, so he traveled a lot. And I guess that's why he thinks towns like Milton are nice or appealing. And um, like you kind of alluded to, yeah, it was all well and good until she says she's an online brand ambassador. And he says, oh, your job isn't really that important. No shade. Uh, Yeah, that's a lot of shade, actually, does. That's a lot of shade. <laughs> no shade, she said, but all well, the shade. All the shade. And she said, well, at least I'm not writing about Christmas lights. So they are not off on the right foot at all eight days before christmas we finally see the carnival and let me tell you it does look amazing sign me up fletcher asks mona on another date and he is sure fast track in this relationship fletcher is not wasting any time so mona goes to help out at the reindeer race and um which is like i mean these are all like carnival games what's well, a christmas carnival but something you would see at a county fair except christmas theme like even the megaphone that mona uses to announce the race has tinsel on it full-blown christmas so we learned that there used to be a circus in town until it left to go to bigger cities and that's when her grand her great-grandparents had started the carnival and the dance that went along with it so it's been in her family for a very long time des interviews mona and she is so cold to him because she's still tiffed that he basically you know threw shade at her entire life and career Back at the house, Fletcher picks her up for a date. Her sister's upset that she's going on a date instead of helping them with the carnival, which I kind of can see her point. <laughs> it's like, you came to town to help the family, and so far you've been on two dates with this guy who broke your heart in high school, by the way. Why are we spending time with him? 
Mm-hmm. But Fletcher, being the sweet guy he is, he's like, hey, let's just, we can still spend the time together, but we can go help out at the carnival. So off they go. They're blowing up ornament balloons for the dart game. And dad comes over with a helium tank. And, uh-oh, his back is acting up. And I put in all caps, I don't like where this is going. Because <laughs> I thought for sure dad was going to have some severe spinal trauma. Stay tuned. So um, he plays it off and says not to worry about it. Fletcher has an emergency at the station because he's a firefighter. So they hug and he takes off. And Mona kind of jokes around with her dad that she refers to as daddykins. And I think that's really sweet. (laughs) Their little relationship there. Mm -hmm. Okay. That night, they all have the most beautiful dinner at her parents' house. And Des judges Mona for posting about the dinner on social media. But then Des says, hey, nephews, why don't I help you make a video for their dad to send to him since he's deployed? In the other room, Mona's dad screams in pain, and they all run over. He's like, no, I just dropped a pot. I'm fine. But girls, there's something we need to tell you. And I was like, this is it. This is it. Severe spinal trauma. He's going to need surgery or a new spine or something. Mm -hmm. No, turns out her parents are just getting old, and they can't manage doing the carnival and dance like they used to. And they say, one of you girls is going to have to take over and step up and do it next year. And the sister's like, well, I have kids and my husband's deployed and we might move so I can help, but don't know that I can take it over. And everybody looks at Mona and she's like, I have a job in New York. (laughs) The conversation is awkward and intrusive, in my opinion. How did you think this whole scene shook out? It was very much one of those where they were forcing the hand, you know, who's going to do it? Who's going to carry the torch? It's got to be one of you two. Mm -hmm. And the sister had like a legitimate excuse why she couldn't do it. And yeah. Mona, Mona's excuse of I've got a job in New York doesn't quite hold up to I'm a military spouse and a busy mom of two. Like, right. ooh, clearly. But it's still valid to her. She does have a whole career going in. She, uh, life does. Going in New York. she does. But to your point about familial guilt, they were laying it on a little thick here. Mm-hmm. Des gives Mona a pep talk about his family still loved him, even though he didn't stay in the military, like his legacy before him. And he's like, they'll love you regardless. And I got to tell you, I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to be as kind as Des's family was. Probably not. But anyway, seven days before Christmas, Mona texts with Fletcher and her sister's not happy again about them getting back together. And the sisters have a Christmas dance routine <laughs> while they're wrapping presents. Des videos them, and they get embarrassed. And then Des has a sweet moment with the family over ornaments until Fletcher shows up and hands out presents at the carnival from his fire truck. And ooh, Des is jealous of Fletcher. So we have a love triangle. Full-fledged, (laughs) full-fledged love triangle with these guys. I wrote at this point, does she have two separate red coats? I think she does. I think she has a long one and a short one, and it made me love her even more. Sidebar. <laughs> She's a queen. All right. So um, Mona and Fletcher almost kiss until Des breaks it up, and he leaves his mark and makes sure that Des knows that he's going on a date with Mona. So basically, Fletcher like pees on his fire hydrant, and it's like, boys, stop. This is not cute. Right. You're in your 30s. Quit acting like you're high school boys. Yes, this is. Yeah. 
Mona comes downstairs at the house to go on her date looking at like a million bucks. And Des flirts with her and banters with her and talks about um, the year her grandpa had a wishing tree back in the day. And she wished she could be a supermodel. And Des makes fun of her for that. Des then tells her that Fletcher should come to the door instead of honking the horn from the driveway. And he was very upset and she should uh, want more for herself, which I guess he kind of has a point, but I don't know. Um, on Mona and Fletcher's day, they talk about how Fletcher doesn't want kids and he wants to do something different from his routine. And Mona's kind of unsure about that. They're decorating his fire truck. They almost kiss again, but the fire alarm goes off. So away he goes. Mona's heart starts to soften to Des as she watches how sweet he is with her nephews in and around the house at Christmas time. At this point, if you had to pick, are you Team Des or Team Fletcher? I'm Team Des at this point. Yeah? Because Fletcher seemed a little bit flaky and that whole bit about, I don't want kids. It's very clear the expression on her face that she wants kids and that might very well be a, be a deal breaker for her. That could be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's four days before Christmas, and they are just now starting to decorate the barn for this dance. Guys, what are you... You do this every year, and maybe that's why they can just do it at the last minute, but... Please, I feel yes. like we could have knocked this out before then, but okay. Um, while watching her nephew sing carols, Mona is talking to Des, and guess what? Fletcher doesn't like it. So Fletcher walks away. He just disappears from this performance. He got jelly because she was busy, and at this point, this I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the jealous guy thing. Um, Fletcher agrees to talk to her about his feelings in the future, and they kind of reconcile, and then he leaves. Des and Mona are at the house sharing s'mores, and he apologizes to her because he looked into how hard it was to be a brand ambassador. He gets it now. Thanks. Like, <laughs> that means you really, you agree, you were like so firm in your belief that this is a crap job that you were trying to prove that you were right, and then you realized you were wrong. That doesn't really make it better for me. No. In fact, that makes it a little bit worse in my mind, but yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. weird. Yeah, it was weird. Okay, so we're at the bar. In case you can't tell, this movie jumps around a thousand times. <laughs> All over the so, place, yes. Fletcher shows up at the barn decorating to ask Mona to the dance, and her sister, while nose, like nosing in on them, watching... She falls off some hay, and she wants Mona to realize how special Des is. It's weird. Fletcher gets a call, and he ends up not asking Mona to the dance. And he does warn her about Des and his riding, dot, 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 before he goes. Okay? What is that supposed to mean? Like, you need to look into him more. I don't know. Yeah. Is he a serial killer? Who knows? Des takes a beautiful photo of Mona. When she looks at it, she finds the cover. Like, she's on the iPad swiping. She finds the cover of the article that Des has been working on for this publication of some sort. And it says, the title is Why We Hate Christmas. And she reads some of the pages. And he describes her family and all their traditions as gaudy decorations, forced giving, etc. Overcapitalization, everything but Mary. What? Des, how dare you? You were supposed to be a family friend. We believed in you, Des. Oopsie this is the biggest doodle. oopsie doodle. Yeah. Yeah. Giant one. What did you think about this? Did you see this coming? This villainry? I kind of saw it coming because I kept thinking, okay, what's going to be the oopsie doodle? It's going to be, oh, right. there's something about Des that he's not a great guy. And I figured it was going to be this classic thing where they've got a journalist who 
is there under one pretense, but then does the opposite thing. So I kind of had a suspicion this is what it was going to be. And sure enough, I was right. Ding. Good for you. I thought Fletcher was going to be the oopsie doodle, but he has like a uh, secret kid or something like that. Yeah. Was, he was giving me some weird vibes at this Could point. Could have gone that but... way. Yeah. But since she had sort of softened a lot to yes. Des and that was all yeah. blooming, I thought, oh, this is going to be it. It's going to be something that throws that in jeopardy. The shoe has to drop. Yeah. Yep. So yep. he says, oh, you just don't understand. I can explain. My initial assignment was to write a not favorable article. He didn't mean to deceive anyone, and as he was around them more, that was the old article. He has since rewritten it, and he has a changed perspective. And Moda's disappointed in him. Sister-in-law comes in and says, I'm disappointed in you, Des. And at this point, I'm disappointed as well, Jennifer. I am disappointed. <laughs> so Fletcher finds Mona in the barn, angry decorating for this dance, and he finally asks her to do the dance, but she doesn't look happy. The next day, there's a knock at the door, and... Her brother-in-law, Jackson, is there. Now, this warmed my heart. I love when someone from the military gets to come home for Christmas. Oh, Excuse me. Type. Bless me. Um, <laughs> Mona gets a present at the door, and she gets to see the updated article. The new one has Mona on the cover looking gorgeous, and she goes running after Des, and, of course, Fletcher's on the front porch in her way, and he has a gift for her, and she's like, you know what? Ah, uh, this isn't going where I thought it would. So she ends it with him, and he's surprisingly okay with it. <laughs> and takes the present with him. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Thanks, Fletcher. Appreciate you. She finds Des, and they reconnect and agree to go to the dance together, and it's a total vibe. Mom says she doesn't have to carry on the tradition, but Mona says, you know what? I'd be honored to carry on the tradition. What do you know? Des pulled some strings to get the brother-in-law home because he had military ties with his family. Mona and Des end up under a mistletoe and kiss, and I hope Fletcher decided to stay home from the stance because that'd be really rough if you got dumped and then show up and your girl is at the dance with another guy. Or real. And the family's looking like a million bucks at this barn dance in the end. All right, it's time for our Gold or Coal segment. Here's what we do. Each of us is going to bring three gifts in total, if there's more gold on this one, we're going to say it's gone viral. If there's more coal, it's go away. <laughs> and if it's a tie, we're just going to call it a Merry Christmas. Jennifer, the plot went all over the place. Where are our gifts going to go? Lead us off. Let's see. I'm going to give some gold for the sister bond. I like Mona, and I don't even know her sister's name, honestly. But I liked their bond a lot. They had banter with each other they called each other out for some things and i think it was one of the more believable relationships in this movie so i will give it gold i'm gonna follow up with some gold to kind of dovetail with that i thought the entire family vibe that we got from the four of them was really nice i actually liked mm -hmm. the relationship between the mom and the dad and their connection with the community it seemed like they genuinely loved their daughters and really wanted the best for all of them so I bought it. It felt earned, as we would say to me. And so I thought it was worth some gold. And plus to that, Daddykins is okay. He just is getting older. Thank heavens. Right. All right. I'm going to give some more gold. The decorations, the games, the dance, the carnival, all of that is very Christmassy to me. I don't know that Mona really incorporated as much Christmas spirit as I wanted her to have. It seemed kind of like she was a little annoyed by having to help in the beginning of the movie, but I think she had a turn in the end, and I bet she'll do a bang-up job next year planning it. So, gold. 
some coal for me. The ending to this one felt really, really rushed and really, really yada yada. Like in the past 10 minutes, Des leaves that iPad with a new article. She's off to New York City. They make up. They go to the dance. She decides she's going to take over the carnival. They smooch. The whole nine. Like all of this came together in the last 10 minutes. And it felt like mm -hmm. maybe we should have done a little bit of this earlier to kind of mm -hmm. resolve some of these plot points. It just felt a little yada yada at the end for me. I get that. I will give some cold. The love triangle thing got old to me. And at one point, I didn't want her with either guy. I thought that, I think she can do better than both of them. I mean, in the end, I'm still team Des, but um, it just didn't it didn't check my boxes. Mm. My last gift is going to be Cole. This one was a little bit of a snoozer for me. I just mm -hmm. I felt like it was very dialogue heavy. A lot of just sort of unpacking feelings and emotions and all of that sort of stuff and. I thought if you're going to do a love triangle, I wanted to see more of the two guys trying to undermine each other, right? Mm -hmm. We got a little bit of that, but it wasn't as it wasn't as intense a love triangle as I wanted to see if they were going to go down that path. And at the end of the day, it was just a little sleepy for me. I understand that. All right. Well, that means we had, what, three gold and three coal? We were tied? I think so, yeah. No, that is just going to be a meh Christmas. Meh Christmas. I think that's about right. I mean, I, this movie is not offensive by any means. It had some pretty visuals. I really liked the leading lady. I thought she was great. Um, But it, it's probably not one I'll watch on purpose again. But if it's on, that's fine. To wrap yeah. presents and whatnot. Make yeah. some cookies, too. I think it's a great kind of background movie. It's not necessarily yeah. something that is appointment television, but like you said, not offensive, just kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah. And that, friends, is another episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Special thanks, as always, to our friend Nick Schwartz for our theme song and to you for listening or watching. Hey, do you like our podcast? Thank you so much for making it a part of your day. Be sure to like and subscribe and, of course, tell a friend. We'd also love for you to connect with us on social media. You can find links to everything we've got out there on our website at doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. And next time, we are going to be flipping the dial over to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries to recap and review their new film, To All a Good Night. Here is the synopsis. A small-town photographer played by Hallmark Queen Kimberly Sustad. Whoa! Saves the <laughs> life of a mysterious man who may just be in town to buy her family's parkland, which is also the location of the annual Christmas celebration. We will have much to discuss, but until then... May your days be merry and bright. We'll see you next time.